This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's going on, everyone? It is the CLNS Media post game show, Patriots post game yes. show. You already know who you have right here alongside Marvin Azan. I am Mike Molino. Patriots shut out the Miami Dolphins at Gillette Stadium. I'm sorry. Was it Gillette Stadium or Foxborough? Oh, that's good. That was a good one. Sounded that's like it was in Foxborough, but at the Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami. Patriots shut out the Dolphins once again, 43 to nothing. Marv, I'm pissed. I'm pissed, Marv. What are you talking about? The Baltimore Ravens put up 59 points. Oh, man. I wanted I wanted something along those lines Look. from the high-powered New England Patriots team. With We have to talk about the debuting Antonio Brown as well. Listen, you have to understand one thing. You know, here in New England, we have compassion. Okay. You know, we, we, we're sensitive to certain type of issues. And Brian Flores is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> our boy, our old boy. That's our boy. Okay. That's our boy. The, you know, former defensive play caller for the Patriots. We didn't want to dump 50 on him. So we gave him a modest 43. You know, that's all. A modest 43 just to say we here. But what the Ravens didn't do. Is they didn't shut them out. That is true, and I think I, I uh, the stat line that all was this is the first time the Patriots have shut out the Dolphins at home in their stadium. It's the first time, so it's a lot of first, you know, for what has been going we, on. We know that the Patriots, when it comes to the to the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium, <laughs> it's been it's been it's been difficult for them. So, yeah, let's get into the game here. Like we said, 43 to nothing. Tom Brady, once again, leading the way. Another solid game from him. And you have to expect solid games from him, you know, in terms of the quarterback play when you have the weapons that he has around him. We're not going to get to the protection, though, yet, just yet. But in terms of what Tom Brady was still able to do with his weapons, 20 for 28, 264 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he also ran in for a little one-yard touchdown in the goal line. Um, Tom Brady doing things that we expect him to do, and I'm not taking age out of it. Let's talk about how good the quarterback is and the ple- the people he has around him. I mean, when you say 20 for 28 right there, it can tell you what type of quarterback Tom Brady is. And we could talk about how great Brady is, but we just have to also remember this was the Miami Dolphins defense. You know, this is the worst of the worst of the bunch. Brady was good as he was supposed to. I don't think this is much of a story. Not much we need to touch on. Brady, two for 20, 28, two touchdowns, zero interception, as it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's... And he ran in for a touchdown as well. Let's get let's get his stats up there. Ran for a touchdown as well, Tom Brady. Getting busy. Getting busy all the way around and, you know, looking at the offense once again, you're talking about an offense that just added on possibly one of the best receivers right. in the NFL the last several seasons in Antonio Brown. You know, that's the big story headed into this game. 
Obviously, will Antonio Brown play with everything else going on outside of football? Uh, then you finally get the word that he is going to play. And what was it going to look like day one on the field for Antonio Brown? And you know what? He showed up. He showed up. Um, if I'm looking here correctly, I don't know why these stats are incorrect, but I feel like he got targeted eight times, uh, four receptions, 56 yards, and he got a touchdown as well. What more can you ask for for a guy who's, you know, learning the playbook for the first time, learning the offense, getting used to being with Tom Brady, getting used to being with this team? What more can you say about him? And you know what's crazy, Mike? That's a bad day for Antonio. <laughs> four receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown? That's 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 and the old AB in Pittsburgh would be pissed if he had those type of numbers in a game. And that's just to show you this is a guy who's just he's just getting inclimated. Brady targeted him a lot, especially that first that first drive they had. Three receptions right back right to AB. Back yeah. bang bang right there. And so it was that, that's when we saw okay. We saw a little speed from him. We saw you know a couple of jukes and like this is about to be something crazy. Then Julian Edelman, he chips in with another four receptions himself, 51 yards, four targets for Julian Edelman. Just four. Wow. Four targets for Julian Edelman. That right there tells you what type of offense the Patriots are going to be operating now. When's the last time you heard Julian Edelman have only four targets? He made those. He had his four receptions. He looked great out there, but four, four targets? Things are different now in New England. There's a lot of mouths to feed, man. There's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. You know, you got to get Antonio Brown the ball now. You have to get uh, Dorsett, who was, has been very reliable in this offense for Tom Brady. You know, three targets on the day, three catches, 39 yards. You know, another game for Dorsett where obviously you don't know if he's going to be a huge factor or not right. you know there's about three other guys in front of him that are gonna get the ball who are gonna see targets who are gonna make plays but we've seen again week two now when Dorsett's number has been called upon he has showed up and has been reliable for Tom Brady a guy who didn't have a great game passing wise Josh Gordon two receptions 19 yards for five targets you know there there was some miscues out there for me it kind of looked like Josh Gordon was sleepwalking out there it didn't look like he was really acclimated in the game not saying that he was or anything it just didn't look like he was a focus Josh Gordon this is not a scrub when you have him on the field you want him to go off yeah it's important to have him being on the field, productive. Obviously, you know Tom Brady and Josh Gordon, they have their their connection. You know, they have that chemistry that they've built up a little bit over the last two seasons. And you expect him, you know, going into the season, once you knew you had Josh Gordon back, I think it was obvious to most people that he's the second option on this team. Now you bring Antonio Brown into the mix. And yes, Tom Brady and Antonio Brown probably don't have the chemistry. They're probably, you know, still working their way up in terms of what they can build together um on the field but let's not forget this guy is the second maybe the top wide receiver in the game top wide receiver in the game and once he's on your team I don't care what team he's on he's automatically possibly one maybe two but definitely number one option so you have to understand Antonio Brown is going to get the ball. Josh Gordon, 
has to get the ball. Julian Edelman has to get the ball. That's just what it is. And moving on with the Patriots, um, Matt Lacoste, ah. tight ends. They finally got the tight ends involved in the game. Lacoste looked kind of good out there. He, he he catches the ball. You're like, who who is he throwing the ball to right there? Lacoste implemented into the game. He had that injury earlier in the preseason. Finally gets in two receptions, 33 yards. Had one of the longest plays for 23 yards into the game. Burke had once again, he's looking good. With his only two receptions running in, also, Sony Michelle, you know, he fumbled late in the game. So, Burke had got the rest of the carries out there. So, the three running backs, they look good. We saw the um, dumpster touchdown that um, James White got off the screen. Yep. Brady's going to have days where he targets one player. If he sees a matchup, oh, he's going to, like you said, he there's mouths to feed where he's just going to spread it out all over the place. And how do you game plan for something like that? It's going to be tough. It really is because uh, like we've talked about before, you know, whether it be on this show or the round table or double M, you never know who you never know who is going to go off for the Patriots uh, offense. You know, obviously the assumptions would be, Edelman because he's at the top of the depth chart and wide receiver and Sony Michelle because he's at the top of the depth chart uh, with running back. But you honestly never know. You never know because everybody is almost equally as talented as the next person. You know, it could be one person who has a big game. It could be another person who has a big game another week. You know, last week, obviously, yes, Antonio Brown wasn't a factor because he wasn't on the team yet. But last week, Josh Gordon was almost leading the way. You know, Josh Gordon was very productive this week. He definitely took a step back. Is that because Josh Gordon is just not a good player or he doesn't know how to produce? No, it's just Tom Brady has to work with other people on top of the fact that, yes, eight targets to Antonio Brown. That first drive that you talked about a little bit more, he definitely forced fed him a little bit. But the way this offense is set up, man, I tell you, I hope you don't have too many of these players on your fantasy team because you literally don't know who's it going to be week to week unless it's Tom Brady unless it's Tom Brady <laughs> he's the one he's the one feeding them G going back to the score though um 43 to 0 if you didn't watch this game you're thinking wow you know Patriots really just dominated left no players off the field but this game wasn't pretty you know you hate games where you're facing a team you already know you're going to win. Both teams know the factor. You know, national media knows who's going to win this game. And then you suffer injuries or you suffer mishaps. You just hate seeing things like that. We knew Marcus Cannon coming into this game would not be playing. So you're already adding a backup there. And then all of a sudden, Isaiah Wynn. You have a lot of stock in Isaiah Wynn. Yes. This is your first round pick in 2018. He finally comes back. He is your left tackle. You get rid of, um, was it Trent Williams? Trent Williams. So now Isaiah, Isaiah um, Wynn comes, and he's been playing well. He played well in preseason. He played well in the first game. He leaves. He's out for a foot injury. We don't have any updates on that yet, but he left the game with a foot injury. It wasn't questionable to return. was out automatically. That is huge because now you brought in guys who Brady was getting pressured out there. Sure yes, was. he won 43 to 0, but there was sometimes you he took some hits, and then you we're talking about penalties as well. Offensive linemen, you know, jumping early. So 
That's that's a major concern moving forward. Yeah, and we made a mistake. It was not Trent Williams. It was Trent, Trent Brown. Brown. Trent Brown. Trent Brown. Trent Brown. I knew when I said Williams. <laughs> yeah, I was. It, it, Trent it, Brown. It, Trent Brown is who the Patriots had at left tackle, who was now a member of the Oakland Raiders. But yeah, let's talk about it some more, man. This offensive line is is really struggling. And if you talk about, you know, what as mighty as this Patriots team seems at times, you know, if there's one chink in the armor, if some people want to say, if there's one, you know describe it it's definitely the offensive line and i truly believe dante starnecki is one of the greatest offensive line coach uh to ever come about in the nfl but sometimes if you just don't have the depth one and it's not that's not starnecki's fault because you know he can he's only trying to coach the guys that he has available to him you don't have the depth you don't have the talent sometimes and then you're just losing guys to injury left and right it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy and right now the Patriots are struggling. Wind's out. Cannon's out. I know was, I was talking to you, uh, saying this to you, Marv, during the show. We're luck- uh, The Patriots are lucky that it was the Dolphins. Very lucky. Very lucky it was just the Dolphins because any high-powered team, a team that has a scary defense, you know. They'll get into the quarterback. I will. It's gonna. It would be a, a rough day for Brady. And it, not to say today wasn't rough for Brady. He was getting hurried. You know, he got. I sacked, I believe, twice. You know, so not to say that this was easy because it was the Dolphins, but you definitely could see, you know, the pressure was there. And if a, compared to a team, like I said, high power defense, that pressure might turn into much more problems. You you mentioned Win being out, Cannon being out, but let's not forget Andrews is out too. This Andrews, is be- this is the beginning of the season. That means you're having three replacements already on the offensive line. You brought in a guy, um, Corey Cunningham. You brought in Marshall, um, Newhouse. New, I think it was new new. something. It wasn't any good with, with the played, way he was playing. Playing old as hell. That's what he was playing. He <laughs> sucked. He he was bad. He had a bad game. Marshall Newhouse. Um. This is going to be now going through the season a work in progress. Yeah. Patriots are really going to have to, you, you say, Dante Scarnecchia, this week, he's really going to have to whip these uh, the offensive linemen. He's going to be tested right here. The right tackle and your left tackle are not familiar with what as, as, as starters. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's gonna be times you're not you're not facing Miami no more. Yeah, you know you're not gonna be facing them until probably December. You move on, look into the schedule. Brady's going to be tested now. Teams know that they're facing against you know inexperienced offensive line. They're gonna start bringing more heat, different packages. Yes, you have great offense. You got great um running backs where you can you know Brady's one of the best at quick quick throws. Yes, right away, quick slants. And he's going to need to revert back to that. The deep balls to Josh Gordon or to Philip Dorsett, those won't be there right now until you really form your offensive line. Now, the offense, we've talked about that a lot in terms of how they look today. Obviously, when you look at the points that the Patriots scored, 43, you're thinking, oh, man, Tom Brady had a hell of a game. Um, The offense really stepped up. The weapons were there. This was a very well-played defensive game from the Patriots to shut this team out. And then I'm looking at the sack number, seven sacks from the Patriots. They recorded four on Fitzpatrick, another three on Rosen. They were getting busy defensively. And I think at one point in the game, I forgot where, I think maybe somewhere towards the end of the third quarter possibly, the Dolphins had only recorded maybe 
three first downs or something like that on the game, whatever that final number was, it it it, it was it was pretty ugly. I think in total, if I'm looking at the team stats here, first downs for the Dolphins, they only completed 11 compared to the Patriots' 27 first downs. You know, the Patriots were, for the most part, holding this team down in every fashion. And, you know, obviously it's easy to say that because it's the Miami Dolphins. It is. That's why we got to relax. It's easy to say that because of all But I will say this. I don't care if it was the Miami Dolphins or the Pop Warner team down the road for me. If you can have a confidence booster with your defense going out and playing like this, I'll take it. Whether it's against one of the top-ranked teams or one of these bum teams where you just go out and shut out, I'll take it. So if this is a game that just helps build the confidence, you know, I think of a guy like Jamie Collins, who was yes. back in in uh, um, playing for the Patriots. And obviously he was here before and he's trying to work his way back. You know, he's obviously starting now, continuing to work his way back and probably to the good graces of Belichick because, I mean, they shifted him out for a reason. And then he has a game like he did today. You know, I believe he finished the game with uh, two interceptions. Um, I believe he had about uh, five total tackles. You know, he had a tackle for a loss. This guy was getting busy, and he was all around the field defensively. Shout out to what the defense was able to do today. I love what the defense did, especially the line. You know, the line was the one question mark I had on this defense, and they looked really good. Yes, against Miami, but we got to talk about it. Yep. They look good. Adam Butler, he's the one who caught my attention this game. Looking at his stats right now, he had three tackles, um, two sacks, sacks yeah. in this game, and two tackles for loss. He was all over the place. He also had a couple deflections as well uh, against Fitzpatrick. So I loved what I saw from Adam Butler. Anytime you can get production from that from a defensive lineman, you know you're a golden high tower. He lists look, only three tackles. But he was all over the field, you know, just causing pressure with Fitzpatrick. And then Winovich. I was just looking at him. Yep. Winovich, man, he this is this is everyone's player that everyone thinks he's gonna really rise into this defense and really fit into this defensive system. Two past two games, he's looked really good. Winovich has one and a half sacks in this game. What do you think about the linebackers in the line before we even get to the secondary? Again, like I said, beautifully played game from them. I look at the fact that Dietrich Wise Jr. was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Was a healthy scratch. And this is a guy who's been a major part of this defense the last couple of seasons. For him to be a healthy scratch, you know, don't really know the story behind it. With the Patriots, sometimes you never know. They won't release too many, too much information. But even without Dietrich Wise on the field, the guys you just named and listed, they really stepped up and had a great game. I'm really a fan of this John Simon guy. I think he Simon's plays good. very well whenever he gets a chance. Uh, Michael Bennett, you know, is he – I don't think – well, I personally didn't think Michael Bennett was going to come to the Patriots and put up any kind of crazy numbers like that. But veteran presence. And he he, he brings a little attitude, yeah, a little, little personality he to the does. defense, which is nothing wrong with that. You have a the defense that's getting the job done, one, that's first, that's first and foremost. But number two, if they have a little swagger to them, I don't mind that at all because, you know, you're, you're having games like this one and the one you had last week, and then you have a little personality and swagger to you, and I think that's what Michael Bennett does. This the, the, These guys up front, you know, the linebackers, uh, the D-line, the D I think they're doing an awesome job, and they show that today against the Dolphins. And I'm glad you brought up the word swagger. That was something last year where I was always complaining about, especially early in the season. Like This defense had no identity. Yep. Like, where was the identity? Who who were they going to rally around? 
Now we transition, talk about the secondary. This secondary has a lot of swag. Whew, you can see it with JC Jackson, yeah. one of the plays he made. You know, they these guys are really coming, coming at it. You got you got some personalities out there. You got Chung, you got the McCordy brothers, you mentioned JC Jackson, and you got the silent killer of them all. Stefan Gilmore. Yep. He doesn't talk much, but you know this guy takes his competition very seriously. Jonathan Jones is out there. He's playing, he's been playing well for the Patriots. So I love this secondary. Fitzpatrick, Rosen, didn't matter who it was, they couldn't get the job done at all. We saw Stefan Gilmore finally reach the end zone for the first time. Pick six. His pick six. Um Jamie Collins. He got a pick six as well in this game. So there was touchdowns everywhere, however you wanted it. Offense, defense, we're going to get to special teams in a minute. But offense, defense, there was a lot of points being thrown by the Patriots, and that's what you like to see. You like to see your team cause turnovers. Yep. Look, Miami Dolphins receivers are ass. True. Like, it's bad. There was, there, was, there was a point Rosen was throwing some dimes. Put some give Rosen some highlight reels. So when you go on YouTube, you know, you can see Josh Rosen highlights. Those would have made it. Especially against the Patriots. It would have looked nice. But then nice couple done. They're not making it when receivers are letting the balls bounce off their helmet oh my instead of catching their it, face it, mask. They, they, made it, they made it too easy. There was one where JC Jackson was beat so bad. And the receiver, you know, dropped it. And the ball went backwards. JC Jackson, if he had known, he would have been able to intercept yep, that. That's the same well. play bounced off his face mask. So, so they made it easy for the Patriots as well. Yes, we're big hyping the Pats, but you have to understand, Miami Dolphins are so bad. Yeah. Mike, I'm telling you this right now. Last year, you want to say undefeated season, blah, blah, blah. I'll be so shocked, so shocked the Dolphins win one game. Oh, you have the Dolphins going 0-16. Oh, without a doubt. Sheesh. They, they are currently... Shipping players as we speak. And you know what it is? I don't think they'll go 0-16 because I, I can see it happening. But I don't say they're going 0-16 because they just suck. Because they do. It's a, that's a sucky team over there. But also due to the fact that them, I, I feel like them players over there, they just don't give a damn. They don't. They're just like, you know what? Whatever, dude. Y'all want to score 59 points on us? You want to score 43 points on us? Whatever. You know, I'm some of them are probably just like, just give me the check. Just let me take care of my family. Give me the check. There's other guys, like uh, what's the name of the white uh the cornerback Fitzpatrick? Yeah, Minko Fitzpatrick. He and probably some other guys on the team, like, look, get me out of here so I could play some competitive football on another team. And it's probably other guys over on the team just like, man, I'm getting a check. I'm living in I'm Miami. living in Miami. I'm playing in the National Football League. Whatever, as long as my family's taken care of, I'm taken care of, I'm all set to go. So it's just a real tough situation. They suck, and they probably have players who either don't want to be there anymore or don't care. You know, that's just what it is for the Miami Dolphins. But let's continue looking at uh, what the Patriots did today, and we could definitely talk about special teams. It's time because you know what? I've been preaching it. For a long time now, I think the last season was where it really ramped up for me. But, you know, it's solidified going into the season. It's solidified right now in this very moment that we, that we speak. I want Steven Guskowski off of this team. 
Wow. I don't know if I can. Let me look right into the camera and make sure it's clear. I want Steven Guskowski off the New England Patriots. I don't care what he's done for the team. I don't care what history, you know, what, what stats he has in the Patriots history in terms of kicks and points or percentages. It don't matter to me. What have you done for me lately? And I'll tell you what Steven Guskowski's done for me lately. He's done nothing but suck. Extra points. Field goals. What did he do today? One for two on field goals. Four for six on extra points. Four for six on extra missed, points is missed, terrible. Missing two extra points in a game is very worrisome. He needs to go. I'm good. I tweeted it out. I said, first of all, I said, jo uh, Steven Skowski has to go. Then he missed another. Then he missed a kick, and I said he needs to go immediately. Then he missed another kick, and I said he needs to go. What's that word? T? I said expeditiously. <laughs> he needs to get off the team. I'm done with Steven Guskowski. It's to the point now where I really think that you know if they're in field goal or extra point, he just prances on up. Okay, let me go get this kick. He misses it. He makes it whatever, and then he just bobbles his way back to the bench. You know why? Because he's living a life where he doesn't have to worry about anything. His job doesn't. He doesn't feel threatened by losing his job. No, he doesn't feel Patriots threatened. Have, you know, Patriots they never have never put any heat on it. They never drafted a kicker. They never brought another kicker into training camp. There's no fire that has been lit under Guskowski's ass to make him feel like he's worried. He misses a kick and he just goes down and sits on the bench like it's nothing. Now, do you think? Because yes, we can you know come at Stephen Guskowski all we want, but there's also has been some change. We started in the in the preseason where Jake Bailey, the rookie punter, he is now the holder. And he has made some mistakes as well. I had not yet gone back and looked at the kicks. But do you think that also has something to do with it? Because missing two extra points, there's a problem there. Two extra points, there has to be more that's going on. I you know what? It's 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 starting to become like we expect Goskowski when Goskowski steps up to kick, you watch now. You can't. We watch. Yeah, you can't you go to the bathroom and because miss there's kick. uncertainty of if he's gonna make. There was a time period, yes, a couple years ago, where Goskowski got up to kick, and you're just like, all right, yes, they got the six points. Now they're gonna get the seven because Goskowski's kicking. Or you know they're in field goal range, they're setting up for the field goal. Goskowski stepping up. All right, we're getting those three points. Now you literally don't know. Yeah. You watch with uncertainty every time Goskowski steps up because he's been so unreliable over these last couple of seasons. You know, I don't know his exact age off the top of my head, but like it really is to the point where. And I've said this last offseason, too. If you're not going to draft a kicker, sure. But if there's one thing you need to do to keep this guy competitive, have a fire still lit under him inside of him. Just bring in some healthy competition just to have somebody come into training camp and kick. It, it is time. Have somebody come into training camp and kick or the preseason games to kick. Just have somebody there so Guskowski feel like, oh, well, they're actually looking at somebody for the first time since I've been work here. Work on my game. Let me see what I could do so I can solidify my spot. But no, he has nothing to worry about. And I'm starting to feel like the Patriots don't give a damn to. You have the... For it, for a team not to have brought in a kicker at one point, just to look at, just to practice, just to do anything like you you had just mentioned, it means that they are very comfortable with Gostowski. And Gostowski is a guy, yes, he has won us a lot of big games. 
But he's also put us in some peculiar situations. Sure has. He has put us in some situations you shouldn't be in. I'm, and I'm, I can mention any Super Bowl. The guy will miss you one. Extra point, field goal. You know, so the automatic ones, too. We're not talking about anything 50 yards above. We're talking about the ones you be, we believe should be automatic. So this is concerning now. Against Miami Dolphins, the weather was fine, mm-hmm. 90 degrees. To miss a field goal and to miss extra points. Now we really need – I need the talk of the town to be what the hell is wrong with Koskowski and that, that field goal unit. The unit as a whole, everybody needs to get looked at and some things needs to change because it cannot continue. Looking at the schedule ahead, Patriots are very lucky. They got the Jets. You know, <laughs> their, their quarterback out there smooching, he probably going to prom – that he went to prom or something <laughs> – and now he got mono. So a wild party or something, Sam. Then you, then you got you got the Bills, then you got the Redskins, and then you got the Giants. So there's a lot of time for you to really practice and beat up on some dummies till you can figure it out. Until you face a respectable opponent that we think will be the Browns. That's a mo- that's a smooth six and zero, Marv. It should be. Maybe seven and zero, because who's after the, the Giants? There, you get the Jets, Jets again. again. That's a smooth. <laughs> Donald and, won't be back. Donald, <laughs> Donald won't be back. Still, Donald, Donald might not be back. That's a smooth seven and zero start to the Patriots season. And so could be eight and zero. Let me let me stop reaching here because I look at the Browns and unless they can show something uh, tomorrow night in their Monday night football game, uh, Patriots can start the season off eight and zero just by the way that schedule's set up, and I, I have no. You know, my confidence in saying that is very strong. We got Omar here talking about he's a he's a Dolphins fan saying he just bought a Kenyan Drake jersey. You must collect memorabilia <laughs> because I'll tell you this right now. He will not be a Miami Dolphin by the end of this season. Sheesh. So I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe you bought the jersey because of off of the uh, Miami Miracle. <laughs> I don't know why else you would have bought that jersey. Hey, so even if you're a Dolphins fan, I don't know why you will buy any jersey from this current team. Some people who play in like rec leagues and stuff, they like to wear, you know, replica jerseys oh, or something. Oh, I get it. He needs to he needs something to sweat off on. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to get his real jerseys ready. Yeah. Marino jersey. Why, like why go play flag football or something in a real jersey where you could just wear some chop? You know, you play sports outside, you run around getting sweaty, you wear Ooh. something you don't care about. He said it was 120. Lord. You one dollar and twenty cents. Nah, one hundred. Nah, <laughs> he got the official. The you know he. Oh, the, the stitched official, on the one that. But yeah, stitched on, okay. The reflection on it. Ah. you must have got a Jay Ajayi jersey too. Ah. I it. Hey, Omar, we got something for you on this show <laughs> <laughs> coming up. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, you know, again, looking back at this game here against the Dolphins, what what else did you expect to happen in this matchup? I wasn't expecting much. I mean. If we we gotta be honest, this was the Dolphins. Yeah. What I wanted to see though, the Sony Michelle play better than what he did last week. He did. Sony Michelle. I mean, he got the touchdown. He did have a fumble, yeah, which was a low part. And you know, Patriots don't Patriots don't play around when sure it comes don't. to fumble. But twenty one carries, eighty five yards. Sony Michelle looked decent out there. Bounce back game compared to it. Uh, Pittsburgh week one. So that's what I was really looking for. Seeing the running game. We know they barely ran the ball last week because there was it was just excitement seeing Josh Gordon back in it and the game plan and whatnot. But Sony Michelle, I was really looking forward to Sony Michelle, see what he would do. He played well. Obviously, A B 
how they implement yep. them. There was a report that came out that you even told me that they said they were going to feed AB. They sure did. I don't know what the hell that meant, but I understood right <laughs> away. <laughs> they were going to feed AB. And you know Brady, sometimes he doesn't care about the game plan. If he wants to target one receiver, sure will. he will target one receiver. Just think about last year when Josh Gordon just got it. Yep. He, he can feel forced, comfortable. He just force feeds him. And that's different from Brady. You know, prior years, Brady, it will take you weeks for him to really, you know, get you into the game and really get comfortable. But once you put a superstar on Brady's face, <laughs> you don't give And you know man. what? That's crazy because I really honestly feel that Brady might be the only quarterback that can really do that. And when I say that, I mean, you take Antonio Brown and you put him on a random, put him on like the Falcons or something. Okay. Just throwing a team out there. I don't think, and I'm just, just using the Falcons as an example, Matt Ryan. I don't think Matt Ryan, they have a game plan that they worked on all week. Right. I don't think Matt Ryan is going to step up in the game and they say, well, I'm going to just get Antonio Brown the ball. That's all I'm going to do. Right. I don't think there's many other quarterbacks that can really just come out there and say, game one, I'm going to just force feed a guy a ball and just screw the game plan. I want to make sure Antonio Brown gets the ball. I feel like Brady's like, we drop back. Antonio <laughs> Brown, you get open. Trust your boy. I'm going to hit you. And, you know, we, we saw that the connection wasn't all the way there. You know, eight eight targets for A.B., only four receptions. The one glaring one was obviously the the cat, the touchdown yep. that um, Brady threw behind him. I don't know what the hell that was. Just what a bad it? pass. <laughs> bad pass. It Brady knew it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't good, you know. I don't know if it was A.B. speed. He wasn't expecting him to get off the line so quick. Brady was pissed <laughs> and pissed at himself. He punched himself in the head about yeah. two times. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good, but they'll they'll make it work. You can make those mistakes against Miami. Yeah, you know, you could do a lot of stuff against Miami and, you know, not be worried because it's Miami. You know, one guy kind of moving off of that topic a little bit. One guy who you know, I continue to look at this team and say how deep they are offensively in the weapons. And this is a guy who's going to have a down season. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But James White is a very good football player. Yeah. He's a very good pass-catching running back who can get the job done whenever his name is called upon. And last season, they needed him. Pro they Bowl needed season. Should have got her over Philip Lindsay. They needed James White bad. This season, his talent's there, but his number just won't be called upon as much. And it's it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean he's his role's a third down running back. Third down running back. And third downs now you have multiple options. Oh yeah. One sure. second. Sometimes you won't there's gonna be games. They're gonna be games when the offense is clicking and they're not gonna get many third downs. That is true. And as well. then also Rex Burkhead looks pretty damn good, right? Sure now. does. Rex Burkhead looks healthy and he looks good, and he does. A little bit of both. That's the good thing about Rex Burkhead. You have James White, who's a mainly, you know, pass catching. Sony Michelle is definitely going to try to punch it up the gut and get some yards that way. And Rex Burkhead can take the ball. I mean, step onto the field and you're not going to know what they're going to do with him. And, and that's the beauty of this team. And we're talking about a team that they have rookies that haven't touched the floor yet. Jacoby, he didn't. He was not seen. He didn't at play all today. This yep. game. No Jacoby Myers. Damian Harris, the running back. Has still not seen the field yep. yet. 
You know, this team has Nikhil Harry's working his way back from injury. Nikhil Harry, man, this is gonna be tough for him. Sure is. See the phone, especially now that Dorsett is playing with. If there was a chance for him to really be come out and like, okay, you know, first overall pick for the Patriots in the draft. You would think he would. You would think he would. You know, leap over Dorsett, but the way Dorsett's been playing, his spot as the you know the fourth option at wide receiver on the team might be solidified. Yeah, he and even in training camp in preseason, Nikhil Harry, it was the role was there for him. Mm -hmm. No Gordon, no AB, no Demarius Thomas. He needed to beat out Dorsett, but he couldn't beat out Dorsett. He got hurt. He got hurt, and Dorsett, we, we come to find out, you know, when you listen to these players talk, and I remember the game, I believe it was the third preseason game, where Brady found Dorsett multiple times. There was no one else playing. Brady comes out and says, yeah, me, me and Dorsett have a great connection. We know, I know where he's going to be at all times. When when I hear that, I know, oh, man, this is Dorsett. Brady will look for Dorsett in clutch moments. I mean, you see it, and you hear it, and – that's something that's trust. That's the belief. That's working with you for over a year now. And it's rare. And Brady, Brady has a guy in Dorset. Yeah. When you have that trust from Brady, you know, you're gonna see time on the field. I think that's just what it boils down to. When you're on the field and Brady knows that he can pass you the ball with full confidence that you're gonna make a play, it's beautiful. It really is. So Good luck to Nikhil Harry when you get back trying to find time and on the field. And not to say Nikhil's not talented, not to say things. We, we just saw three offensive linemen in a span of three weeks go down. Yeah, that's true. Things like happen, that. Things happen quickly. So, you know, Patriots just need to stay healthy, Mike. That's it. That's all you can ask for. This team is so high-powered, you know, offensively, defensively. The only thing that can really knock them off their high pedestal is injuries, in my opinion. That's the only thing, because I honestly feel as if when fully healthy and fully clicking on all cylinders, there's not many teams that can possibly match the team. Yeah, Kansas City, what Mahomes and them boys are doing over there, solid team. Uh, the Saints, they got some weapons over there behind Drew Brees as well, but not just to say this because we're the Patriots postgame show, but like this is a team that is very scary. Pretty damn good. Very scary. But yeah, man, next week, the Patriots, you said, will be taking on the New York Jets. New York Jets. And I just, once again, don't see the Jets posing a real threat to New England. Not at all. Not at all. You know, the game is back at Foxborough. But if you ask me, it seems as if the Patriots have been at home these first two games of the season. Yeah. But they're actually going to be home in week three when they take on the Jets. Uh, I see another game where it can be unpredictable. When I say unpredictable, who knows who's going to be that guy to really step up? Right. We don't know who's going <laughs> to be. You don't know who's going to be. You, know, you hate when you face, just like Miami, you're facing a team that's right now done and out. Jets season is done because their quarterback will not be playing for the next three to seven weeks, which is really unfortunate. But this season's over. Dolphins, this season's over. So you're facing a team that's you're probably gonna roll over. Can you stay healthy? That's what it boils down to. Can you stay healthy? 
health, yeah, health is going to be what really matters. And especially a game like that, when you're facing a team where you know that's not probably going to give you much competition, there's one you definitely want the win. Obviously, you want the win. But if you can make it out of those games healthy, that's what you really – that's all you can really ask for. That really is it. You know, I'm trying to look here at when the Patriots got their first win on the road last season because they struggled last year on the road. You know, um, their first two road games last season, Jacksonville and Detroit, two losses. Patriots didn't get their first win on the road all the way until October 21st, 2018. Patriots were able to secure their first road win week two in September. So hopefully that's a sign of, you know, no more road issues for the Patriots this upcoming season. Um, looking at the time, though, what time do we have here? You know what we got to get into, Marv. Oh, yeah, man. You know what we have to get into here for sure. We have the stars and sorries of the game. It's it's a game where, you know, the stars can go in, mer- in various directions, various directions. There's a lot of options for stars. You know, I'm just going to easily name off a few. Tom Brady, for sure, can get a star from his performance. Uh, Antonio Brown making his debut. Solid game from him. You know, what more can you ask for a guy who's playing for the first time? He's only been with the team for not even a full week, I believe, or just about a week. And he, you know, puts up points on the board. Defensively, Jamie Collins, two interceptions, you know, a couple tackles. You can look at many guys on the defensive side of football and give out stars, but those are some guys that definitely jump out for me. I got stars for me. Obviously, you got to talk about Philip Dorsett. I just like what he does. Mike, when he catches him, I went up to him like, does this guy ever drop a pass from Tom Brady? Doesn't seem like he's... He's a guy that everyone thinks will be lost in the sauce. You know, he's, you got Josh Gordon, you got Julian Edelman, you got Antonio Brown now. You have the three-headed running back. But Dorsett keeps finding a way to make plays. So I really loved what I've seen from um, Philip Dorsett. A.B., A.B., he got a touchdown. Short. He, he got he got the touchdown from Tom Brady. Business is booming. Business is booming. He looked good out there. He looked quick. Obviously, he doesn't know the play, playbook fully well yet. Yep. But when he does, and you hope the off-the-field allegations are not true. Yeah. You don't want him missing. You know, football-wise, Patriots-wise, you don't want that guy missing any time with the team because you know what he can bring to the table when he's out there fully healthy, locked in, and ready to go. But we got to shift gears. Yes. And on the show, when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad, we tell you sorry. sorry. You know, we talked about it in the beginning of the show a little bit. But overall, the Miami Dolphins just suck. Yeah, this is it bad? This is it bad? It's really and like I said, it's, it's a combination of two things. The team is just not talented. One and two, there's guys who have given up hope on this football team, whether that means they just want to get the hell out of town and go play competitive football for another franchise or they're just, you know, content with picking up their checks and going home to take care of their families. But a lot of these guys on this team just don't care. They're not good or they're not good and they don't care. 
combination of two. So I need to give, I'm sure you want to give it as well. And I'm sure you guys watching want to make sure that you give this as well. But to the Miami Dolphins, after this abysmal performance, oh, and I got another one too, but I want to give this out to the Miami Dolphins franchise first. You guys get a big fat sorry. Secondly, like I said in the beginning of the show, I wasn't sure if we were at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, that was going to be mine. Might as well play that, you know, Fenway Park, you know, TD. That was a Boston or New England arena, stadium, whatever you want to call it. Anytime Brady touched the ball, anytime Patriots players touched the ball, they're chanting for Brady loudly Brady, on the broadcast. Brady, you can hear Brady's Brady. name clearly inside of a guest arena. A guest stadium. That's unbelievable. So for you Miami Dolphins fans, I know I I don't know. I've only lived in Boston my whole life. So I only I've I don't know the other side of it in terms of you being on a team that's really just completely sucked, doesn't have any, you know, recent good history. I, I can't really understand it. But I tell you this the fans didn't show up. The fans didn't show and they shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't show up. I actually commend the fans for not showing up. Why would they show up? This team pretty much said, the organization said, we do not give a damn about you guys. We are taking this year off. We are shipping everybody that has any type of value to this team, and we're going to tank. We're going to tank bad. We're going to get scored on by 59 points one game. Then we're going to get, we're not even going to score a point the next game. We are going to suck, and we're going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's the perfect person to have suck. It's it's un, it's unfortunate. It's so bad. The fans shouldn't come. They shouldn't come, and if they do come, cheer for the opposing team. <laughs> cheer for the opposing team. And, like, this should never be allowed in the NFL. What What is happening in Miami should not be allowed whatsoever. So, F the Dolphins for even doing what they're doing because I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't like how he just got rid of everybody to try to try to get the number one pick, and that's going to change everything. And I don't like what they're doing to my boy Flores because he's the one that's he has to go with the record of 0 16 at the end of the year. That's that goes on his personal record. Yeah, man, it's a it's a pretty ugly situation over there. So from what I'm getting from you, we can't really give the fans a sorry. No. I gotta give it to the up upper echelon. So They're doing it to their fans. The front office. Front office. Okay. To the front office who has this team looking in very bad shape. And like Marvis said, it's pretty much thrown in the towel on the season and already looking forward to things to come during the offseason. We have to give the front office of Miami Dolphins a big fat sorry. And another additional sorry from my boy Ryan Mooney. Stephen Gostowski. Yeah. Yes. Ah, I didn't even think of that right off the top of my head, which I should have. Oh, my goodness. This is bad. This is getting concerned. Oh. This is getting rough. This is like, I I want to wake up tomorrow with the notification. Doo -doo -doo. Pages have brought in kicker from Nevada to just start kicking Kicking practice. Something. I'll Something. do you one better. I'll take a notification that says Gaskowski's been cut. Okay, hold on. Relax. Let me, hold on. Whoa. <laughs> I, hey, hey. I wouldn't bat my eyes twice for that. Really wouldn't. Breathe, breathe. 
you don't get it, Marv. I'm gonna try and tell you for the longest time. I'm all set on Steven Guskowski. I'm good. I've seen enough. Everything else clicking for the team. Quarterback, great. Weapons, great. Defense looking great. You get to special teams. Slater's doing his thing. Hall of Famer. But then you got to worry about the kicking and Steven Guskowski, and he sucks. Offensive line struggling right now, but Steven Guskowski sucks. It's a big difference. Offensive line struggling with injury and whatnot. Steven Guskowski sucks. Those are the two weakness, weaknesses of this Patriots team. Yeah. So, Steven Guskowski, I'm going to make sure you could definitely hear this wherever you are right now. You get ready to hop on the plane back to, to New England, back to Boston. Uh, from us here, especially from me, you get a big fat sorry, sorry you bum. You freaking bum. Hey, whoa. Oh, sorry. Oh, man. Let good? me chill out. Let me you chill right? out. I'm good here. I'm good. So where will we be next week? Next week, you'll find Marvin and I in multiple places. Obviously, we have the post-game show here today following the game against the Dolphins. We will have the roundtable, Patriots roundtable dropping later on this week. Make sure you're on the lookout for that with our guy, Nick Q. Yes, sir. But then you can also check us out Tuesday night on the Double M Show. Check us out live on YouTube, CLNS Media Network. We'll be holding it down on holding it down with various topics, sports, media, entertainment, urban culture. Yes, sir. A lot to talk about on the Double M Show. Check that out. Um, yeah. Follow us with everything that we do because we have the Patriots covered. We have... Various other content covered right here on the CLNS Media Network. Any final things you want to add in, Marv? Patriots handle business like they were supposed to do. Let's not overreact on anything. Try to get this offensive line healthy. Find out what happened to Isaiah Wynn. Absolutely. So as we wrap things up, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and checking us out once again. Like we said, you can find us right here following every Patriots game throughout the course of this 2019 season. For Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molino. We will see you guys next week. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. 
NY or text Hope NY in New York.